Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is reciprocity. The dictionary defines reciprocity as mutual dependence, action, or influence. In other words, there is an interconnection that affects our relationships, what we do, and what we can effectively change or have an impact upon in the world in which we live and practice. People often refer to this as karma. But karma is actually a Hindu concept where the good, bad deeds of the current life were set in motion by previous lives and will carry forward into future ones. This is a very simplified view of this word because we do not practice Hinduism and the concept has been part of a specific culture for thousands of years. We see reciprocity more in terms of what goes around comes back around. In other words, what we are doing now may be helpful or harmful so that our patterns of behavior continue to influence our lives. There has been much written and shared on social media about the concept of the law of attraction, where if you want something badly enough and put the energy of this want out into the universe, you will get whatever you want. This is an extremely simplified idea of an extraordinarily complex concept. If attracting positive stuff to you was that simple, we would all have won the lottery by now. The universe has something to say about what we receive, and it has what is best for us in mind. So you take that concept as you like. We see reciprocity as projecting positive energy and working on our own attitudes and behaviors to reflect the joy and delight we experience as part of our own spiritual practices on the path. We attempt to focus on the present by not ruminating about the past, which we cannot change, and not projecting into the future any negative conceptions about what may happen. This allows us to keep the focus on the changes we can make in ourselves to grow spiritually. There are many sources of negative energy or outright evil in the world in which all of us live. Because of the mutual interdependence of everything, bad things are going to happen to people and the world itself. However, as witches, we can influence what we do in order to be less affected by others' attitudes and behaviors which we are not responsible for and do not usually work to change. This does not mean that we ignore the harm others are causing and may choose to take action by what some people refer to as cursing to keep them from harming innocent people. Whether you take this type of action is again always a matter of personal choice. Wiccans follow the law of three in terms of whatever they put out into the universe comes back to them three times over and do not practice any type of what they call negative magic. We think that whatever we do affects our body, mind, and spirit rather than piling positive or negative consequences on someone. We also are aware that using magic comes with responsibility and that any action we take can potentially affect other people negatively, even if we are working for a positive result. The concept of reciprocity requires respect from us. What we do right now in the present does have the ability to affect any potential futures for ourselves, so we work on better personal alternatives each day about what we think, believe, and experience 
that are not influenced by past, less effective choices, so that what comes around gives us better opportunities for personal change. Okay. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we regularly fall down rabbit holes in our discussions, and we picked a good topic tonight that we're sure to find at least two or three. We're going to talk about reciprocity. Yes, we are. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, Dave. If I suddenly go mute and you're talking and you don't hear me, people, it's because I'm getting over a cold and I've reached the stage where everything's coming out, which is good. It's not getting stuck in my lungs again. Yeah. And you're, you're, ju- you're just extra expressive, that's all. There we go. That's a good way to put sure, that. Sure, sure. Exactly. You and I spend way too much time punning with each other anyway. Well, that's <laughs> It may seem like too much time to you, but I think it's just right. No, I didn't say me. I'm just saying our listeners may go, oh, my God, these people are sharing expressions again. You know, but it is what it is. Okay. Well, and while you're talking about sharing right early on in, oh, I apologize. You folks should not have to hear my notifications on my phone. That was poor etiquette. I don't think anybody heard it. I didn't. So hopefully it didn't come through. Um, you mentioned early on in that paragraph on reciprocity about there being a mutual aspect or an interconnection between all things. Can you elaborate on that somewhat? Okay. I think we are interconnected with ourselves, with the universe, with the divine, with our internal spark of divine and each other. And that's kind of what creates that reciprocity. It's kind of what goes around comes around, so that if we are projecting energy with positive intent rather than positive energy, as we wrote, which you had mentioned was kind of a major kind yeah, of yeah i'll 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 mention I'll mention that here in a minute i'm just yes. I'm still looking at the idea of mutual interconnection because it's so well aligned with what I have been feeling and Mm-hmm. Uh, to a big extent living in my life lately is that I realize that I have this mutual interconnection with literally the entire universe. I think so. And, and with that being the case in this local area or this energy field of the people around me, I have a much stronger mutual interconnection, the closer people are around me so the connection is always there but when i am in in dense energy areas for example the the place that i work i am more closely connected with the people in my region or my genus or my loci excuse me yeah than than with those on another plane yeah yeah i think so but When you think about it, if you are densely connected here, the energy expands outward in that respect. It's like if you drop a a pebble into a pond and it makes ripples. Okay. The ripples spread out and spread out and spread out. So you're not close to the center of where you drop the pebble, but it's still affecting less strongly as the ripples get bigger. Farther out, or as uh, what what Susie used to say, the leading edge of creation. She saw yeah. uh, she saw creation in our day to day manifesting 
kind of lives as a wave. And okay. when we were when we were out on that leading edge of creation was when we were best able to manifest and, and develop the things that were going to be ahead of us. Well, sure, because you it's almost like being on a surfboard. Well, and I want to, I just want to jump back to, to something you had said about um, in the reading, you said something about projecting positive energy. And that's, mm -hmm. that's something that I hear a lot at where I work is people talk about positive energy and sending positive vibrations and negative energy. And I'm starting at least in my own belief system to, to accept that energy is energy and it's just a subtle way that we change our words makes a big difference here so instead of saying projective positive energy or projective negative energy i accept that energy is energy so i am projecting energy with positive intent or i am projecting energy with negative intent I and I make I make that distinction because once that energy is out like ripples in the pond, it is going to pass through the entire universe. Mm -hmm. It's the intention that we put on that. And when I when I believe that, then I also believe that my little tiny spark transmitter can only be sending energy with positive intent or energy with negative intent, it can't do both at once. So as long as I maintain on my little spark that it is as constantly as I can be aware and present, projecting energy with positive intent, that positive intent is going to be universally applied to every aspect of my life, not just what I'm intending about, because my transmitter is in that positive mode. It does, does that make any sense at all to you? Yeah, it does. It's a better choice of language than I originally wrote, and thank you for saying that. I think it also relates to where we say that everything we do affects our secret through body, mind, and spirit. You know, and, and that what we're doing, if you are projecting energy with positive intent, you are positively affecting all aspects of yourself, which means you are more present, which means your ripples have a larger effect. And reciprocity is what goes around, comes around. You know, well, and what I'm what back to the mutual interconnection, what I'm starting to become aware of is the reciprocity that I have with the entire universe. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of profound to start thinking that way. But it's also manifested in some really positive changes in my life. So, exactly. you know, I, I, I need to lean into this and trust it. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, the reciprocity, sometimes we bump up against people who are not projecting energy with positive intent, inadvertently or on purpose, and we can get jarred or dangled, as it were, by that, because they're creating their own ripples and everybody's ripples kind of intersect, which is kind of a horrible way to keep go that analogy going, but it's like if you trap two ripples into the same pond, you kind of get a crossing of the ripples. Sure, sure, there are harmonics there now. 
Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's and how music works. I know music works. That helps, but you get the point. So that yeah, we're going to get affected sometimes by the negative around us, and we need sometimes we need to pull back from. I have become, and I think this is simply as a matter of some of the gifts that dear Sue left in my heart. Uh I have become much better at sensing those people that have their negative transmitter on Mm -hmm. and being able to approach and disarm them just with a moment of joy. Yes. And so I... And this is part of why what I have realized lately is I am becoming a beacon of the energy of positive intent. And that's what is making my life so much more full. I think so. Well, we are projecting that positive intent. intent. We are fully in the present moment. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned karma, and I know we're we're gonna talk about that briefly mm-hmm. um, but coming from the context of what you read to me my thought was I am sort of in a state or I am trying to live in a sort of state where I am conscious of the karma so to speak of each moment and like I say at my core I just look to myself and I say is this my positive spark or is this my negative spark Mm-hmm. And and that awareness helps me maintain sort of, I, I know it's cliche, it, God rest John Lennon, but instant karma. It's each moment has its own energy in it, and I'm learning how to be able to always be that beacon in each moment, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I would say rather than using karma, which is a Hindu word. Sure. I, I, and you, you talk about how I mentioned it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that is specific to a religious practice. And for want of a better word, we have bastardized its use over the last, if John and Lennon, at least 60 or 70 years. Um, I tend to think of what you just described as you fine-tuning your own personal morals and ethics all the time. Actively, each and every moment. Yep. Yes, yes, exactly. Rather than the karma of the moment, it's how am I practicing my personal morals and ethics? Well, I've come to believe that magic is instantaneous. When I wish for something, it's going to happen. It's just the result is delayed because it has to wait for everybody's waves to intermingle and create those harmonics. Um, I I sort of love the idea of string theory just because I see so much of the beauty and music in some of it. Mm -hmm. Or the web of weird. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) You know, I, I, or a giant spider web even. Oh, and there's something else that, Something else in the reading that you had said about winning the lottery. Do you oh. have to remember what it was? Yeah. Um, I mentioned the law of retraction, which a lot of people see as karma or reciprocity or whatever. So there's that whole idea that all you have to do is wish and the universe will grant your every whim if you put your intent out in the right way. Okay. Well, and. So- Quite frankly, if I could do that, everybody, if everybody could do that, everybody would win the lottery. 
Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, So the best way I can say it is the note that I wrote here on my little cheat sheet Mm -hmm. um, is I, I have won the lottery. I really try to live and believe and feel that way for all of the good experiences and bad experiences and all of that. Mm-hmm. I would not trade any of the path that I've walked. So I sort of feel like I have won the lottery. Oh, yeah. And I try to feel like that every minute. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work. But like I said, the magic has just been so instant for me lately. It's like I'm swimming on that leading edge. Yeah, exactly. That leading edge of creation, which is reciprocity with the universe yeah yes exactly i i will ride with you and you will not let me fall off the edge allow me to be yeah the analogy falls apart there yeah i know but but it's a great analogy and it's something you were mentioning earlier when we were chatting before we started how you find yourself more and more walking the hedge and aware of the union for one of the better word that meeting point of the magical and the mundane and how you've kind of stepped away from the idea of tradition etc cetera, etc cetera. and i said well no you're perfectly walking the past tradition in that sense because you found what works for you well yeah and from that that space mm-hmm. i don't recognize that there is a path which gives me some purity that I am properly walking in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, you, when you're in that moment, you're just walking. When I don't feel like I'm trying to be a positive energy or a, a, a beacon of hope, mm-hmm. and I catch myself doing it anyway, yeah, that's magic. Absolutely. Yes. That's 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 mutual interconnection with the with universe. Exactly. And it feels awful cool, doesn't it? Absolutely. For want of a better word, when when you reach that point, and it's not perfect. There's you know, you there's always that moment where you notice the pebble in your shoe or you know, you, you've gone half astral because you've just whatever reason. And then you move back towards the center again, and you're like, oh, there's the path of where I'm supposed to be. Sure, sure. And and to follow the analogy that we were we were talking about again before um, tonight's session, sort of the model or the analogy that I have is this strip of grass that passes between my legs, and I'm walking with one foot on one rut and one foot on the other rut, or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of a path. But here again, I don't necessarily recognize that there is a path being walked Mm -hmm. until I will catch myself with moments where that model becomes so real for me, you know, like the the Kevin Costner with his fingertips on the wheat. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I literally feel the sensation of spark. Mm-hmm. crossing between my ankle bones and that's yeah. those active connections of the two sides of the hedge or the magical and the mundane or the spiritual and the practical and i have internalized that so much that like i said i i feel spark between my ankles when i'm 
having one of those glowing beacon moments. Uh-huh. And it's fun. And I said to you, well, there's the perfect example of the mercy and reverence we talk about all the time. Absolutely. Because you're having fun doing it, but you're doing it with that, that internal respect for those connections, for the internal and external divine, for all of those things we talk about all the time. Well, yeah, and that's that's what I've been using to approach people that I tend to sense are kind of in a negative space is I usually I'll come at them with a joke because as soon as you give get somebody to smile a little bit, you know, you've already at least made a connection. Oh, I think so. You know. There's re- reciprocity involved there. And and, and depending, and we think of reciprocity is, yeah, kind of what you put out affects you. So that you're in a reciprocal relationship with yourself in that sense. Absolutely. You are part of the universe that you are impacting. Exactly. And what you put out impacts the universe. And because you are impacting, you are creating change. And if you, as you said, are putting out energy with positive intent, you're going to get positive stuff back because what goes around comes around. Reciprocity. You got Reciprocity it. Reciprocity in action, yes. And like you said, we can ignore the K word. <laughs> you know. Well, and just like um, one of the other yeah. things that you had mentioned in there is, and I, I hear this with people, um, that they either feel that someone has cursed them or they feel cursed or when they're involved in anything like that, my instinct immediately goes to let's get this person in a space where they are transmitting positive stuff because Mm -hmm. at the root, then everything will change. And it's sort of like the the ultimate anti-curse is if your light is already shining. It reflects. Yeah. Or it lights up the darkness, whatever you want to put it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there again, if if I try to stay as positive as as I can and as kind and compassionate and reciprocitous with the universe that I can from moment to moment, it changes the people around me. I think so. And and, in talking about feeling cursed, I think it's just... As you put it, things happen. You know, we don't always get the result we anticipate. Well, yeah, at, at, at one time there used to be the saying, you know, that bad things happen to good people. Sure. And coming from two human beings who have had some pretty bad things happen to them, you and I, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I I kind of feel like the bad isn't appropriate in that case. I I tend to believe in my universe as things happen to good people. Things happen to people. Period. It's not always explainable. It's not always what makes any sense at all. It just things happen to people. Well, I tend to think of it, too, as the divine is creating a giant universe out there. Okay. And it's for want of a better word, has created infinite choices for people, which is the ultimate expression of free will and living by your own morals and ethics. So but what but what that means is that we right now at this very moment are living in reciprocity 
Yes. With the result of gazillions of decisions that we have made. And at this very moment, if we just start making good decisions, we start making good magic. That's reciprocity in a nutshell to me. I think so. And, and I think sometimes, you know, you've mentioned that things happen. Usually it's the result of other people's choices. Absolutely. In the interactions around us. Yep. In the interactions around us so that there's going to be that, as you put it, sometimes to use the trite expression, bad things happen to good people. And it's not anything that we did as the result of putting forth the positive intent and the energy and all of that, that sometimes we're just going to get hit by somebody else's ripple. Well, the universe is math, and there are some some fringy, weird areas where stuff just happens, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I believe in the the whole reciprocity core thing of if I am constantly trying to be positive with others, that's what I can hope to get back. Yeah, exactly. And the majority of the time you do. Oh, absolutely. You know. With the occasional thing, you know, from left field that you weren't expecting, you know, but that's okay too. Yeah. You know, because uh, if things are happening to us, it makes, I think, it makes our positive, our ability to work on creating positive intent stronger. Well, and I think at the core of what you said, to a certain extent, when we look at it as things are happening to us that kind of makes it personal and adds a humanistic element to it that isn't always necessary in other words sometimes it could just be things happened exactly And, and that was where I was kind of going with the idea of the giant universal active acts of creation that are being created out there Oh yeah, and sometimes because there's so much going on, it's not like you're, you know, the universe is the divine is paying individual attention to everyone all the time. Just because they are focused on the creation aspect more than anything else in my mind is how that works, and so there's going to be inadvertent ripples that we get caught up in. Connection, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a, it's just a connection. And yep. sometimes I like to think there's a glitch in the connection, and that's when things happen that are horrible sometimes or not what we thought were going, was going to happen or just what it is what it is. It's a part of the natural flow of the universe sure. is what I'm trying to say more than anything else. And it's not because somebody cursed you to use that idea. No. You know, that that isn't what happened. I, I think a lot of the time, for want of a better word, if our beacon isn't, if we're not actively involved in keeping our beacon lit, that's when we attract, not attract, but allow. We, uh, yeah, allow some of that negative idea that, you know, the universe is out to get me or somebody is out to get to me, get me. And it's very often our negative thinking well, that's why I keep trying to focus, and it, again, it's part of the, the reciprocity thing, but mm-hmm. I keep try, trying to focus on things are not happening to us. Things are just yeah. happening, and yes. we are a part of that. 
Yes. We, that is, we make the things that happen happen, if that makes sense. Well, not always. <laughs> Somebody else could inadvertently make it happen. We collectively. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We collectively make it happen. Yep. Eight billion of us so far. And that's just mm-hmm. if you only count the humans. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that a scary thought of all of that? I mean, in, in that respect, but wouldn't it be cool if you could get 8 billion people all working to On generate reciprocity? Energy? Yeah, and generate energy with positive intent all the time. We could probably solve every crisis in the solar system, at least. Well, I think we've gotten a bit off topic there. <laughs> yeah, probably, but we've been known to do that. People are not complaining. Anyway, I'm about to wrap up. Yeah, I think we need to. You're, you've got an abscess, and I'm getting over a cold. And you want to hear the cheerful news? I can actually take NyQuil with high blood pressure because they've made one. So <laughs> for NyQuil for people with high blood pressure. So I'm probably, you. Yeah, I'm probably going to take some more of that tonight and sleep until, I don't know, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Don't tell anybody I'm getting up late. You're a nut. No. My mother claims I was born at like quarter after six in the morning and I've been resenting it ever since. So with that, let's wrap it up. And may you have mercy and reference in all things. Be safe, be kind, and be loved. Witch stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. Today's Witchstone Spotlight topic is our four cross-quarter seasons cards within the concrete cards. While we've already talked about the individual characteristics of our four cross-quarter seasons, today we're looking at how these four concrete cards relate directly to the elements and to the cycles of season, life, moon phase, time of day, and the year of our Sabbaths for those of us on the path. We'll go through these in two different ways so that it's easy to see them as they relate and connect to one another. So, for example, many of us are accustomed to the sayings, earth, air, fire, water, or north, east, south, and west. So, too, these concrete cards have similar places on the path cycles. The first way I'll describe them is as such. Beltane, Lofmas, Handelmas, and Samhain all align directly to the elements of earth, air, fire, and water. Beltane, Lofmas, Handelmas, and Samhain all align directly to the directions of north, east, south, and west. Beltane, Lofmas, Candlemas and Samhain also align with our season cycles, the times of Beltane, the times of Lofmas, the times of Candlemas, and the times of Samhain. 
in our life cycle, Beltane, Lovemas, Candlemas, and Samhain all align with birth, life, rebirth, and death. In our moon cycle, Beltane, Lovemas, Candlemas, and Samhain represent waxing or growing, full, dark or new, and waning. In our day cycle, Beltane, Lofmas, Candlemas, and Samhain correspond to dawn, noon, midnight, and twilight or dusk. Another way to describe these and their associated relationships is as follows. Beltane is the element of Earth. Beltane is the direction of North. Beltane is the season of spring. Beltane is the period of birth in our life cycle. Beltane is the waxing or growing phase of our lunar cycle. And Beltane is the dawn time in our day cycle. And of course, Beltane is associated with the Beltane times of Beltane. Loaf mass is the element of air. Loaf mass is the direction of east. Loaf mass is the season of summer. Loaf mass is the moment of life in our life cycle. It is the full moon on our lunar cycle. And it is noontime on our day cycle. Candle mass is the element of fire. Candlemas is the direction of south. Candlemas is the season of winter. Candlemas is the period of rebirth in our life cycle. It is the dark or new moon on our lunar cycle. And Candlemas is the midnight time in our day cycle. Samhain is the element of water. Samhain is the direction of west. Samhain is the season of autumn. Samhain is the time of death in our life cycle. It is the waning moon in our lunar cycle. And Samhain is the dusk or twilight time in our day cycle. Before we go, we would like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint. Just something to make your day go better, because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. Today's tip, a trick, or witchy hint is all about finding that one extra thing. And when talking about that one extra thing that makes you feel just a little bit more witchy today. Now, Dave Sage talked about sticking a penny in his shoe as a reminder that he walks between the magical and the mundane. And it got me thinking. What can we do, or in this case me, do today to feel a bit more witchy? One thing I've always done is had a regular time where I sit down and write every day. I create content for our blog post. I'm one who's doing a lot of the writing on our current book projects. Okay. Since we've been displaced by the fire, my writing has kind of been catch as catch can. I sit when I have a minute. I'm not in my regular space. 
I don't have my regular computer, and it's a pain in my butt <laughs> to get it done. But today, I am resolving to spend a few minutes at the regular time when I've always sat down to write to get back to some serious writing and some serious thinking at the same time and to find some peace doing it. This morning, I went outside to check the weather, like I always do. Number one, I have custody of a bunch of grandchildren, and I want to make sure that I'm giving them the best advice I can about how many layers to wear today, because we're heading into spring, where we can start out the morning in the 20s and be up in the 70s by afternoon and then back down again. So we're in that up and down cycle. We're in that rainy period where I'm constantly telling you, make sure you've got a jacket with you because it's going to rain. And my joints agree with that because I'm that older person. Now, as confirmation of this, I'm out there this morning and the birds are chirping and I'm taking a minute to just listen to the morning sounds of their arguing and I recognize the noises that certain birds make. And I was drawn back into memories of my grandfather many years ago when I was a kid teaching me about birds and doesn't a giant porky looking male blue jay perch on a branch in front of me talking away, trying to be the boss of everything, and it made me smile. Now, yesterday, we were contemplating paint colors because we were displaced by a house fire, and you know this if you've been listening, and we're to the point almost, knock on wood and everything else to do, like candles, that we're getting closer to the point where we actually have to use paint to redo the house. And I picked two colors for my bedroom, that I liked the look of. And my granddaughter pointed out to me that I had picked white sage and swirling smoke as the colors for my room. And unconsciously, I had picked something that's going to make me smile and feel more witchy every time I sit down in my room because so I can smile and think, okay, how much more witchy can you get your room with sage and smoke? Now, I'm not telling you to go out and paint a wall. I am not telling you to suddenly become a content writer somewhere or start making videos displaying what you do as a witch. I'm telling you that you can take that moment and find that one extra thing that makes you smile and enjoy the fact that you're a witch today. I set my intent over my morning cup of coffee again today while I was communing with the goddess Kapina and praying that the coffee maker would move a little faster. When I'm home, I light a candle to set my intent. Here, where we're staying, we're not allowed that sort of flame, but I can picture a candle in my mind and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's the whole point, really, of all those little extra things, is to find something that reminds me that what I'm doing fulfills a big part of my life and matters to me. So today, see if you can find that one extra thing you can do. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It can even be a passing thought or just something you notice that reminds you that you are a witch and feel witchy. If you want to share some of those with us, we'd be delighted. You can always email us at elizabeth at twoyoungcrones.com or dave at twoyoungcrones.com. Share with us the things that you are doing that make you feel extra witchy. 
So until next time, I have to tell Trigger Witchy Hint, enjoy your day and be witchy. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday. But you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, Young Crones. We'd love to have you join our growing online Discord community. Check out our new Patreon presence. Just look for Young Crones Cafe. Through Patreon, you'll be able to make it to our Discord. We are also Young Crones Cafe on Twitter and Facebook. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedgewalkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. And we are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be. So mote it be.